Welcome back to the Green Element podcast, where we feature business leaders and innovators transforming their operations to be more environmentally and socially sustainable. I'm your host, Will Richardson, and I can't wait to meet our guest today and help you on your journey of sustainability. Shannon, welcome to the Green Element podcast. Thank you so much. Now, you are from the Travel Cooperation and Treadright. So I've just said that wrong, haven't I? <laughs> Nailed it. The Travel Corporation and the Treadright Foundation. That's right. That'll do. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Having written it down. Um, what, so what is it that you guys do? Well, we travel. We are a family of brands and, and we are 40 travel brands. So we represent luxury hotels through Red Carnation Hotels, luxury river cruises through River uh, through Uniworld, um, in addition to guided touring brands, including Trafalgar, Insight Vacations, Luxury Gold, Contiki, and many more. So we've um, we've probably all heard as listeners um, some of those brands that you've just spoken about yeah. because they're international, aren't they, by the sounds of it? Absolutely. Yeah, we, we consider source markets the United States, Canada, UK, Australia, New Zealand, and, and beyond. So Brilliant. And what would you say your purpose was as an organization? To make travel matter. Could you could you enlarge upon that? But brilliant purpose. You can't fault it. <laughs> that was good. I never get to use that as my only answer. Um, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Our purpose is to uh, deliver amazing travel experiences across multiple demographics, and we operate in. Uh, 80 plus countries in the world, more I'm sure I've gotten that wrong. Um, and an underlying critical element of our, our purpose is to um, integrate sustainability into everything that we do at the organization, the way in which we operate, the way in which we travel, and the way in which we talk to our valued, valued guests. When engaging your guests on um, sustainability, how do how do you go about that engagement um, of of them through what kind of means or I mean how do, how do you engage your guests? Sure, um, I mean that's a process that's forever evolving. And I mean, look at the end of the day, we offer holidays, so one must keep that in mind. That this is a discretionary spend. It's something that people do to get away, if you will. But we encourage our guests not to leave their sensibilities from a responsibility perspective at home, which often, unfortunately, is the case in travel. So, you know, we have some heavy topics to talk about with our guests at times, single-use plastics, climate change, our reliance on, you know, an overwhelming number of convenience items um, that will never be used again. And so what we do is we engage with what we call our TreadRight ambassadors. So of course, there's the Travel Corporation, our 40 brands, and then we have a not-for-profit called the TreadRight Foundation. Um, I oversee the foundation and the group's direction on sustainability. At the TreadRight Foundation, we have three ambassadors. We have Celine Cousteau. She's a filmmaker that many audience audiences recognize her name, I'm sure. Uh, National Geographic photographer Amy Vitale out of the U.S. and um, 
an Indigenous activist out of Canada called Serene Fox. And they tell our stories through social media, through what I hope are beautiful videos. Um, and we try to take heavy topics and bring them into, um, I guess, lighter delivery modes through video. And how engaged do you think your clients are with what you do? And has that changed over the years? I, I think so. I think I think that they have come to by they. I think that traveling travelers have come to expect um, that whatever companies that they are purchasing from, be it a product or service, um, have a sustainability credentials that are legitimate and robust to stand on. And quite frankly, that serves me because it's a really difficult question to answer. Will travelers go with you because you're more sustainable? You know, we have a lot of stats that that state that they will based on their intention. We don't see a lot of stats that say that they actually do when it comes to putting their credit card down. It'll be interesting to see if that does change um, post-COVID and post what's going on at the moment. I'm hopeful, but I don't want our business or our industry to rely on it. Um, I think that we need to, as an industry track towards sustainability as a matter of resiliency not as a usp any longer yeah no that makes sense i think because uh, we're we we i can only speak from the uk's point of view because we're not really traveling at all but um we have seen a um, a massive shift in um the rhetoric around sustainability in the uk um with any organization looking at expecting to become more sustainable and actually putting it above any other business um decisions that have been made during difficult times as well it's been difficult for a lot of organizations uh, around the world and they are putting sustainability at the top of the decision yeah, I mean we're seeing that in Canada as well though you know I, th- I think that people think Canada's green credentials are better than they are simply because we have so much natural space. Um, I would argue that the travel corporation, uh, 100% our sort of track to recovery is tracking alongside our efforts at sustainability. I would put them um, of equal importance, one having to make room for the other based on sort of commercial realities at any given moment. Um, But we do see sustainability again, it's critical to it's what we need to present, prevent another travel cessation that many organizations wouldn't, wouldn't, if this happens again. Have you carbon footprinted your organization? And would you say it's been a benefit? It's been a task and it's been a benefit. And it's, uh, it's again, another, I mean, I don't mean to throw the word critical around lightly, but it is. Um, so absolutely, we have just recently completed the carbon footprint of our organization based on 2019 data, of course, because 2020, who wants to report on it? Um, and it was our sort of, of course, last biggest and best year. And we have entered into an agreement with South Pole Carbon Offsetter to start building a portfolio um, of offsets for our business. And by our business, of course, I mean our owned assets, hotel properties, cruises, all of our offices, depots worldwide. Um, We're taking a slightly different approach to our services because we have to. Um, 
and we built a custom tool to allow us to calculate the carbon footprint per, per guest, per day, per brand. Uh, in fact, we're also able to drill down to per region just based on um, carbon factors varying amongst regions. Um, and that exercise was completed in the middle of COVID. In fact, we just ran the numbers several weeks ago. Now we are looking at how and when amongst our brands to roll out um, offsets to ensure every experience is carbon neutral. Um, though, of course, offsets are an interim solution, aren't they? Yeah, and so if you look, are you looking at the reductions and what you can reduce within those organizations? Absolutely. On, on our, I'll call it HQ side of things, um, reductions are primary. So we've nearly exhausted our solar capabilities at all of our offices. Red Carnation hotels will be run on 50% uh, or 100%, sorry, renewables by the close of 2021. That includes all of our London properties. So renewables are, are critical. Reducing and drawing down is critical. What's difficult in travel and tourism is doing that on uh, on your supply chain because, of course, the travel experience requires a number of disparate suppliers um, of which we have very little influence over. Uh, and so that's where offsets are really important in this business. Yeah, I think um, I'm probably going to steer away from offsets because of the um, nature of what they are and the um, what we feel about them as an organization, personally, if that's okay. Um, I I wonder when it comes to reducing your environmental impact and the carbon footprint of your business, what would you say your biggest single challenge has been or frustration? I mean, I think I've just named it. Uh, the fact that what we own in terms of assets and what we can make change in, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's not a difficult proposition at the travel corporation. Um, mm. You know, integrating renewables and and into our offices was mandated several years back and it's just been rolling through as and where we can um reducing our impact that we can control it's there's there's no question draw down first but the supply chain it's it's a real challenge and i mean let's face it we're based on carbon uh sorry we're based on on jet fuel and um and that's a real challenge because you look at it it's a it's a conundrum um, mm. and, and we need, we need some, we need to actually make good on the word collaboration in travel and tourism. And we need to help scale carbon capture. I mean, there's, there's, I don't have the answers with respect to technology, unfortunately, and that's yeah. a challenge. No, it is. It is. And I can, yeah, I think, and that, and I think that's, but I think it's not only just having these conversations i think it's i think it's recognizing what good travel has as well in the world i think that it's very quick to say that um travel if if no one traveled we would sure as hell suddenly become quite ignorant of each other around the world and i think we things would become quite i would say backward um in the way that we think about each other's cultures and um, travel has a massive, massive part of peace. It, it does. But moreover, we also have been incredibly successful in the past 
15, 20 years. And we've created a whole system of, of, of countries, destinations that are reliant on us as being mobile and visiting and supporting locally owned co-ops and restaurants. And it's a whole, it's a massive industry and COVID's only uh, highlighted that. So, you know, mm. rapid travel su shutdown impacts everything from animal welfare to wildlife conservation to small businesses globally. Uh, you know, most of these businesses don't run on massive war chests. They, they're seasonal businesses often and they're mom and pops. Mm. So yeah, the economic implications are also devastating to, to small communities. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But then travel done correctly is, is a, is a good thing. Is a, is a, is a good thing for that reason alone, really. It's a great thing. And so, I mean, coming through COVID, what, how do you see, you know, what would be a good future for you um, within the travel industry or at your organisation? A good thing for us, I mean, we have just launched our new five-year sustainability strategy with smart goals that we are very, very, very active at implementing. You know, we've seen success at integrating sustainability because we focused on a business function perspective. Our sustainability efforts are proving successful because they're very, very reliant on our product and operations teams. And in our business, if you tell an operations team exactly what needs doing, rest assured it's going to get done. They're just a different breed. They're, they get it done. Um, where I see value or, or opportunity is, is, you know, we, um, we still operate in silos with respect to sustainability at the, at the, the, the destination and um, travel trade distribution network side of things. So that traditional model is maintained where destinations try to sell their destination to you, you come in. Destinations still often measure success based on, on arrival figures rather than perhaps yield on a per arrival basis. You know, so the, the measures of success at the destination level and the way that intersects with the industry needs a serious, serious look at to integrate sustainability into that because really what we have is several players focusing on sustainability in travel and tourism, some destinations that are focused on it, but not enough of us. And that's really where the opportunity is to see this. Um, I don't want to have to talk about the business case anymore. I just want to get going. Let's just yeah. get it done. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes complete sense. Do you see there's a um, looking at geographically um, at places, do you find that there's different cultures with regards to sustainability, um, considering you've got such a wide kind of footprint, as it were, and um, understanding of different geographical areas? I mean, absolutely. The conversation is prioritised in differently in, in a lot of different um, countries and regions. And it's, it's tricky, you know, because... I'm from a place where the fisheries failed us. Our natural resources failed us through terrible management, basically. Um, and we all, 
you know, when I was coming up, the jobs were in tourism. My first job at 16 was a sea kayak guide. And that's, I never look back, you know, and, and, and tourism has always been seen as a soft industry, uh, job creator, let's get into it. And we've been successful and we've met those challenges, those needs. Um, but not every destination has understood that, you know, the, the, there's, there's, there also needs to be, I guess, a, uh, a check, some checks and balances in place to ensure that, you know, a, a, a happy community is a, is a great place to visit, right? And and not everybody understands that from a destination perspective. And I think that a happy community recognizes sustainability. And, and some destinations just have other problems, basically, and they don't understand that tie or they haven't yet prioritized that tie between sustainability and you know, diversity and inclusion, representation, food production, all of that whole system that 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 we might see. Um, it's still too disparate. Travel and tourism happens over here in this department. Uh, mm. Everything else is totally separate. And that's a real shame to me. And when you when you look at destinations and when you are um, designing things, it, do you, is that the sort of things you take into consideration or, you know, like, is is sustainability a part of the um model you know decision making process as to where we decide to go yeah yeah i wouldn't say uh, you know for better or worse i would say that's still a very consumer demand driven um proposition i would say that uh at our brands the way in which we develop an experience absolutely integrates questions of sustainability um, and and that is directly driven by our our goals. So our brands are a, are now tracked against um, how much local and organic food that they're in, implementing into itineraries, um, and that's a KPI for them. Are are now tracked against um, how many developing destinations in an effort to sort of spread beyond the traditional tourism hub and spoke model, and that's a way to uh, address over tourism. Um, and in addition to the fact that we've created a new program, Make Travel Matter Experiences, that um, allows us to assess a travel experience against the way in which it advances the UN SDGs. And every brand is obliged to integrate one Make Travel Matter experience on 50% of itineraries by 2025. So now you have product development teams who are fluent in the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals and are identifying experiences based on that. And with regards to the Sustainable Development Goals, um, have you have you brought, uh, many organizations are bringing the SDGs into um, their a kind of, you know, decision-making process. And um, is that something that you you guys have done yeah we have done so in the early days of developing our new strategy we did a materiality assessment to identify what issues impact us as a business what issues impact destinations and we added an additional layer to then state well what issues are priority to prioritize by the sdgs and what tactics do they have they identified to help then um, affect change against these issues so our the SDGs are um, entwined quite heavily in our our new strategy. Okay, brilliant. And it, 
if there's one thing that you want our listeners to take away from this conversation, what would that be, please? Absolutely. Uh, research who you're traveling with. It's at, at, it's 2020. And, and I maintain that if, you know, the brands that you are vacationing with are not already doing it for you, then you're vacationing with the wrong brands. There's so much that hotels can do and, and are not doing. And, and so they need to tell you. Uh, and so I think that the, there's, there's no more power than that that's within your wallet. Um, and I urge travelers and consumers to encourage the rest of us with their wallets. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much for that. And how do we learn more about you and um, more about your organization, please? Uh, you can visit ttc.com and take a look at our 40 brands. You can also take a look at um, various experiences and itineraries directly through ttc.com. And then you can go right over to uh, the Treadwright Foundation website, and that identifies our more than 50 plus community projects globally, um, our position on animal welfare, uh, you know, our Make Travel Matter checklist, things that you can do uh, before you even book your, your, your next holiday to understand how you can weave responsibility in. Brilliant. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our Sustainable Business Podcast. If you want to learn more about sustainable business and talk to other like-minded professionals, apply to join to our online community at sustainabilitysolve.org. Join now and find a space for you to collaborate, learn and inspire others to become more environmental. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to follow Green Element on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram.